When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the short tracks to the super speedways, from two wheels to four wheels, it's revved up ATX on the horn with Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. This is where Austin talks racing. Austin talking racing on your Saturday morning. It is revved up ATX on the horn. We're live local digital streaming on the horn app. And at hornfm.com, 1049-1019 FM AM 1260. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Rodney Rodriguez. As we take you to Father's Day weekend, you we'll to talk a little racing, maybe NASCAR's off, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the world stops. Uh, plenty still to break down as Formula One heads to Canada. IndyCar is in Wisconsin, and IndyCar's already getting just a tad bit fired up. Across the way, my partner, Showtime Bobby Chaffee, and Bobby, we were just watching a clip of something that just went down at Road America. And, and if that's any case, take your weekend off, NASCAR, because IndyCar is carrying the carrying the tote bag this weekend, my friends. Man, two legends Dude. of IndyCar, two veterans, two Best. of the two of the elder statesmen, especially one of them, Will Power, yeah. and uh, and uh, Scott Dixon. Superman. Man, I mean, it was just one of those things where Scott Dixon just decided to pull up. He had a kind of a lame duck lap uh, there in practice and kind of just moved up and unfortunately moved up right into the path of, of the Verizon car and just, boom, both cars destroyed. Going to need backup cars now. Yeah, so we'll we'll go into depth about that. Uh, that, that is still going on. I think they're still cleaning that mess up. So uh, we'll dive into that. And, of course, uh, with us, crew chief, the man right there, you hear him during the week, it is Ty Hindo, Ty Henderson, who has been, uh, I tell you, he's, uh, this, he had to just, uh, this is his place right here. And, uh, Ty, uh, interesting week for you guys, man. Uh, you, you, you've been at the helm here, man. Uh, been a lot going on this week. Oh, yeah. Feeling good, though. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, obviously, Father's Day weekend. And so I, I think it's extremely important because I, I grew up, uh, you know, all of us in here, you know, there were various team sports, whatever we may or may have not done. But but I have to tell you one thing, and especially, you know, reach out to your dad or, or a father figure, whatever it was. I was just telling Ty there before the um, before the show started. And Bucky, if you're listening, I want to thank you. Um, I owe you a phone call because you said some stuff this weekend that or this week that really made me think. Uh, and I had to do a little soul searching. So thank you. I, I will thank you in person for that at some point but um automobile racing motorsports motorcycle racing whatever it is when you get the, the dads in that right there to me i, I know dads are, are imperative in, in in any sport bobby but i think i mean both of us i mean for one thing dads in motorsports they're 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 seriously is i think it's the biggest impact for dads is in motorsports in my opinion I think so. I mean, definitely because of the fact they just come through, and, and it's such a family atmosphere generally. Not all the time, but a high percentage of the, of the time is it's the dad that is the team captain, sure. the team owner, 
Uh, you know, we see it nowadays with the, the jokingly part about the kids with all the money. Generally, it's dad's money that pays for the rides. Um, so, I mean, you know, you see that the generational stuff because it's percentage of a high percentage of males that drive. You see second and third generation drivers, you know, from grandpa to dad to, to son. And it passes from dad to son a lot of times. So it's um, I mean, having a father figure in motorsports is definitely, you know, that's not an uncommon thing uh, there for years. I mean, everybody thinks about Michigan, Del, Ju- uh, Del Jarrett's first win mm-hmm. uh, Father's Day weekend in front of his dad right there at Michigan. I mean, that was, you know, that was. How we used to race, it's so odd. We used to be off on Mother's Day. Now we race on Mother's Day. Now, for some reason, we're off on Father's Day. That's so weird now. Uh, I, I would think, uh, you know, with, with stock car racing, and, and obviously there's stock car racing going on across the country, but no no cup stuff or, or Xfinity or trucks or any of that stuff. But it, it really is weird to me because it's like, of all weekends, this is the time to be racing. Uh, but I totally get it. I mean, this is their one weekend off. But uh, just, just the, I mean, you go back, and I, I really go back to like the 1988 Daytona 500, where you had Bobby Allison winning that, which was going to be his final win before that Pocono accident there, and and the race with Davey. And, and I mean, the, the way that those two, I mean, not cutting each other any slack. I mean, even some of the battles, uh, the, the IROC battles between Dale and, and Dale, Se- Dale Jr. and Dale Sr., you know, were uh, the, the most famous one I like to, to listen to Dale Jr. talk about is when he's He's sitting there leading, and here comes Senior, knocks him right in the door and moves him out of the way. And he's like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? But um, just that right there, but the the, the love, the, the love of the sport and all of that, it, it really shines through because um, – I think it's cool how racing is the one sport because you do have, like, with football, you know, that's father and son. And, again, this is not to exclude the moms. I mean, they are a big part of this as well. But it being Father's Day weekend, you know, basketball, it's ladies and and dudes or whatever. But this is to where racing has changed so much right now that it is the dads. I mean, you got guys and ladies that are driving, and the dad is always right there in this, like you said, the patriarch just the the team leader right there in this mess. Yeah, it really is. I mean, even when you go to Hickory, right? What was it a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago? Uh, the Crumbs and the Huffmans got into it. Both of them, both sets of families got arrested and came through and you know got thrown in jail for a fight in a spot. <laughs> family stand fun. And, family fun. <laughs> I mean, it was like that was such a crazy deal. I think we posted it on the show Facebook page uh, about that little incident there in in North Carolina with the dads and the husbands and stuff getting into it. So yeah. The dads are an integral part of racing, and and so are the moms. I mean, sure. the moms the moms take part in it too. But yeah, generally it's the dad that that is the team captain. So and 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 it goes without saying, J- just with uh, you know the way of the world or whatever. I was talking to a to a young lady yesterday. Um, stopped stopped at one of the local convenience stores to pick up a snack or whatever it was, and uh, she was talking about. Uh, I, I'm there often. She knows my name, so we were we were sitting there talking. And uh, she said, hey, happy Father's Day. You know, I hope your girls are in, Yeah, you know, all this, that, and the other. And uh, she went on to tell me, you know, she's a, a single working mom, has been for a long time. And she's like, I always think it's cool on Father's Day. I get a phone call, and it's, uh, and it's my daughter. And she's like, happy Father's Day, Mom. And happy, happy Father's Day, Moms, because there are a lot of you out there that are having to pull that uh, rope yourself, and you do a damn fine job of it, and uh, it's uh, it's good folks like you that, that raise good kids, and, and that's, I guess that's really, I guess that's really all that we can try to do in that job, because it's the most important job in the world. Oh, it is. I mean, you know, raising kids and making the next generation better than the one that you had is, is very important. Giving your kids more than what you had is important, and it becomes, it becomes a challenge. You may not notice it all the time, 
uh, as the uh, safe spaces and some of the other stuff start popping up. But um, definitely, uh, you always want your kids to have more than what you had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've been told, I've been told uh, probably by my dad that, uh, you know, I did all that I could to raise you right. Uh, and I think I did a good job, did a fine job, did a fine job, by the way. Happy birthday yesterday, by the way, Dad. It, um, it's one of those things to where, yes, you did all the mistakes and stupid stuff that I do. I've pretty much done that on my own. You did a good job. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. From buying beer in Maxwell to uh, all the mistakes that you made <laughs> yeah. here, all the mistakes you made over the last forty something well, years. Well, and that's and that's the whole thing, you know, with the small town stuff. I mean, kind of going back to that, you couldn't it, get into trouble. Well, you well, got into it, but you got out of it because they knew your dad. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. It was like you you would do something. I mean, I, I remember one time in my, in my Chevy Monza that I've talked about before. I went out and hot rodding around, spun out, and you know, p- put it in a field and did all this other stuff. And um, I mean, damn, he knew by the time I got home. Yeah. And um, I guess that's just the joys of a uh, small town living. But uh, yeah, Father's Day tomorrow. Uh, spend some time with your dad. Get a phone call. Get a text in there. Got a couple. Of, got out of a couple of speeding tickets because they knew my dad. <laughs> small town. Well, outside of San Marcos. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. And, and the whole thing is, I mean, my my whole my whole life in in racing. I mean, I've told it before. You know, three weeks old, they take me to they take me out to what what eventually became Longhorn, and and you know, like you guys, we were race fans there forever, and then you know, step into to different roles and, and just the, all of the connections that he had that put me in places that allowed me to get to be uh, there, there were two things when I was a kid and my aunt still has this thing written down somewhere where I, I wrote this in like first or second grade there were two things I wanted to be in uh, in life I wanted to be a race car driver and a DJ and that's <laughs> you know a lot of, a lot of my friends are like Dude, you never evolve. That's still the only things you ever want to do. It's like it's like you have a job and all you want to do is be a DJ or a race car driver. So yeah, hey, perseverance. Yeah, a, a great trait taught by my dad. Perseverance, right. perseverance. Speaking of race car drivers, mm-hmm. you uh, celebrity status be <laughs> racing again. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it again next week. But uh, yeah. are you getting geared up for the twenty fourth? Are you ready for that? Challenging those two South Texas racing legends. What I need to do, what 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 I really need to do, uh, honestly, this week. Because when when I was racing more full time or whatever, I had an extremely really nice cardio program that that I used to follow extensively, and uh, th- that really kept me uh, in very crisp mental and somewhat really good physical shape. Um, I'm in decent physical shape. Uh, the mental thing is all jacked up. That's what I need to work on this week. That that's going to be the main thing. The the other stuff it, it'll come back, but uh, I, I got to get myself right again because uh, that mind frame thing uh, is is where I'm lacking. <laughs> where, mm. where I'm lacking. So got to get that killer instinct with you. Got to get the eye of the tiger. So it's a uh, it's going to be all my friends at uh, Cycle Bar Cedar Park that will be helping me uh, this week, and I start tomorrow with Sarah. At nine o'clock in this program, so I'm, I'm taking this a little bit serious. All right, well, I mean, seri- you know, you're, you're ready. You're First ready. time was for fun. First time was for fun. This time it's for the money. That's right. It is a good purse. It is a really good purse. Yeah, that'll be uh, in Edna, Texas. We'll get you some details on that. Uh, you can hit the watermelon thump. Uh, and a big thanks, uh, our, our buddy Eric Lugo, always checking in right here on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Um, I was uh, flattered yesterday uh, to be a part of a, he did a watermelon thump, uh, kind of a, a, a series there on the uh, Luling Eagle Sports uh, broadcast. Uh, had me on as a guest, just kind of talking about this show, talking about racing, talking about life and football and all that. So, uh 
really cool stuff right there. You can check it out uh, on their YouTube page. And uh, you can hit uh, Watermelon Thump and then come on down to Edna and listen to you call the races and uh, watch me get out there and uh, destroy two living legends. Yeah, well, it's going to be going to be a fun time Yeah, uh, with all the legends that are coming out and just the general good racing action we got down in Edna, down mm-hmm. at Texana Raceway Park. It's going to be a good weekend. Yep, going to be a really good time. Uh, but there is racing this weekend. And, and I, and I do want to. I, I want to start in Canada. Uh, in Canada, because we we go there for the uh, Circuit Gilles Villeneuve there uh, in Canada as we get uh, going with the Canadian Grand Prix. And I think one of the things uh, I actually read a great article uh, this week. It was uh, on uh, Motorsport.com, and it was uh, Adam Cooper. I want to be sure and uh, get that covered right there because it really was good stuff that he was talking about. Because with with the evolution now of Formula One in North America uh, and everything that we've had, we have talked so many times on this show all the podcasts at hornfm.com by the way about the troubles of the u.s grand prix in prior venues or whatever um as that could never get itself going you know all the different times that they tried to do this and and you know different dallas and indianapolis and arizona and all the different places canada carried the flag literally for, uh, for north america it was the main stay I, I mean it was Always on the schedule. You had one blip, I think, in 09. Obviously, the COVID protocols uh, knocked it out uh, a couple of years ago, but it's back. But to me, this is a race that needs to be extremely celebrated right now with this fascination that we're seeing for Formula One. Well, I mean, I I think for, you know, do you ever think that you'd see five in North America? It's crazy, isn't it? It, It's just unreal. Canada and maybe one U.S. Canada was always concrete on the schedule, like you said. Then you had various incarnations, if you will, of the USGP. But yeah, Canada's always been there, and it always produces some really decent racing. Even the years when the guys have been dominant and there's been one dominant champion, the racing itself throughout the field has actually been pretty good there at Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. And and this is a this is a great um, collaboration here where where you do have Canada digs into this, uh, local government is involved, everything right here that they all they always are. I mean, there's there's always involvement right here, but this is. To me, an event where this, as we see events fall off the calendar and we see venues fall off of the calendar and, and all of these different things, as everything continues to evolve, this is just like a staple that sits there. And and where I go to, to talking about, you know, it being celebrated because, you know, we know we know Vegas is going to be huge. I mean, no, we, it's going to be great. Yeah, and, and with Miami and Austin. I mean, here here's all of this, but it's like... Oh, yeah, by the way, the Canadian Grand Prix. Well, you know, without the Canadian Grand Prix, I dare to say that 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 it was kind of like the little blip on the on the radar for North America. And it's been the one that's persevered all this time. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, Vegas is going to be its own unique animal. I mean, the, the locals are complaining because they've been repaving the strip. Uh, to make it smoother and faster for the Formula One cars. But, um, yeah, Canada, I think it's underappreciated. I think you're right to a certain extent. I mean, obviously the Canadian fans love it. Uh, but I think just because of the way that um, the way that the Formula One schedule works, it, it becomes a kind of a, an offshoot because it's so far away. Well, it used to be so far away from all the major races in Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's become just part of the you know the the North American takeover that you know that it that took over, that took over Formula One. Yeah, and it's um, it's one of those situations we talked about it last week. Does does NASCAR get back uh, into Canada? Uh, because right now it is just Formula One there. But I think this is where where you talk about with with the new Formula One. I mean, when Bernie when Bernie let this race go away in 08 or 09, whatever it was. I mean, it went away. You, you know. Bernie obviously ran Formula One a lot different than than it is now, but I think it you know as soon as Liberty Media jumps in here and 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 buys Formula One and starts this this uh, takeover, um, 
I mean, they extend it to 2029. So, so it's it's going to be around for a while. They see the importance of it because um, it, it really is. And and the sheer fact of, of what you mentioned, all of these races in, in, I mean, I guess we can say in our hotbed, if you want to call it that, it um, it really does show. And, and this is going to be the first uh, Ricardo uh, Peyton Manning thing, uh, I believe, uh, with Canada. It um, it's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be good, and it's a it's a very. Um, I'm just glad it's persevered. That that's really the main thing. No, no, no. It, that uh, Ricardo thing may not last very long if he ends up in one of those Alpha Tari cars. That's true. That's that, true. That, that's an underlying story that a lot of people have. Some people have picked up on, but I think it's subtle. Uh, but there's a chance he's going to be in one of them cars before the year's out. Yeah, it, it very well may be. And this will be an interesting race. I guess yesterday it was Lewis Hamilton was quickest once again. So we're in the Friday practice, uh, FP2, uh, I guess it was, uh, free practice two. So we're, so we're seeing we're seeing there uh, Mercedes kind of maybe taking a, taking a swipe and said to see what they can do. Um, I, I did see, I, I think uh, Aston Martin has maybe gone in, and, and they, they've done some uh, advancements as well. Well, the Strolls are. Canadian. This is definitely mm-hmm. when they want to shine. That's right. So, so there's some advancements there. I mean, may, maybe this is maybe this is where Alonzo gets his win, and and it um, it would it would be very cool. I mean, it would be very cool to see. And this is where I'm going to go back to. We take the NASCAR. NASCAR's off this week. Let's have somebody else win. Well, the problem, somebody else. The problem is, is IndyCar goes head to head with Formula One on that network TV. Sucks, I don't man. know why they had it set up that way. A perfect weekend with all the big three NASCAR series off, and you decide to go head to head the two North American open wheel cars that look almost the same. They decided to go head to head against each other. Start times thirty minutes apart. Dang it! That that. That's uh one kicks at twelve. One kicks. One green flag drops at twelve thirty. One green flag drops at one. That's a damn coaching mistake. Mm, they should. <laughs> I mean, IndyCar should have been a little bit early, but Formula One doesn't doesn't scoot over for anybody. No, no. I mean, they, they didn't care that they went head to head against Texas, a football game here, and whatever else was. Ha- uh, I think it was Texas football here in Austin. It was NASCAR at TMS, and they still wanted to run the Formula One race here at Coda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're going to do whatever we've said it. They don't need nobody. They they're going to do, and especially now. I mean, it's uh, bigger and better than you know than it's ever been, and continues to grow. And and the the I tell you, it's it's unbelievable. I, I've got a friend. I've got a friend. Uh, you know, we keep talking about Lockhart and Maxwell, all these places. I've got a friend that actually she used to be the uh, editor, I believe, of of the paper in in Lockhart there for for many years. Uh, Kathy Bliss, and hell, she's at the Formula One race. In Canada, in Canada, yeah, wow. she's posting all these pictures. She's in the, she was in one of the Ferrari, uh, Ferrari, you know, PR or whatever they call it, VIP things yesterday, and she she posts this picture, and it's like, here I am trying to watch Ferrari, and there's two dudes in Red Bull shirts standing up in the way, and she's like, I can't can't watch them, but um, again, our for sure, our friend Alanis will be there after coming uh, off of Le Mans. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm glad you mentioned that because speaking of Ferrari, Ferrari wins Le Mans. How about that? Uh, the break the break the streak there of the evil empire that we'd like to call Toyota. Yeah, <laughs> and Garage Fifty Six a winner. I, I mean, the stories that we've seen come out. We'll get into it more in the second segment. Just got to finish. Man, that that has opened up the eyes of the racing world to what NASCAR can be all across the world. I d- did you see. Throughout the weekend, you had you had people saying that NASCAR needs, with the new schedule, to like dedicate time off so all of these teams can go down there. What class do they run? A NASCAR class? Uh, inside, yeah, yeah, like, inside the twenty-four. Like have a NASCAR class. Have a NASCAR class inside the twenty-four. They need to do it. They need to do the Rolex first. 
to try yeah. it out at the Rolex yeah. before they go across the pond. That that would be unbelievable if that happened. Um, will it happen? I doubt it, but definitely a home run. And with Ferrari with that win, and this is all – I know somebody mentioned it last week on the text line, but with, with Weck coming back here with the Lone Star Le Mans, I think that that, that right there, that is going to be a huge event. Yeah. I mean, if this, if this NASCAR involvement or whatever continues to happen, you try to channel some of that over. And, um, dude, Coda's going to be pretty lit when that one comes yeah, around. Yeah, the WEC, the World Endurance Challenge Series. That's what we've been talking about when we say wreck, not the not the, uh, not the the wreck that you see on the racetrack, but WEC <laughs> as in WEC, World Endurance Challenge. And how about that for, I mean, let, let's think about that. So with, with Circuit of the Americas, it, it, we briefly touched on it prior, but now adding that back, I mean, you, you've got damn Every, near everything you need. Everything but IndyCar. Everything but IndyCar. And, and I think IndyCar, they did it one time, and it was amazing. I don't know why it was like, okay, let's do it once. I, I know why. But, it, man. It's called money. Money, money, money. Somebody, money. Man, it, IndyCar in Austin again. And it's, just think about that. You, you can go in there, and it would be like, you know, the, the four quarters equal a dollar or whatever. You space this thing out, NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One. World Endurance Championship, all of that right here in our little bitty Austin, Texas, yeah, in fun. Elroy. Can you believe that? In Elroy. It's, it, it's Make sure to enter, enter with Elroy Road now. That's a nice road. Better than 812. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That uh, I don't know. That, that right there, uh, I guess you can't fix that. I mean, there's fields and everything out there. I, I guess you could change that around. But, you know, the last few times I haven't heard a lot of uh, scuttlebutt about getting getting in and out of there. I mean, I, I think it's mindset with that. I mean, I've always said if you're going to go to an event where you're trying to pack a couple hundred thousand people in there, you probably don't want to – if it's at one, you don't want to leave at 12. Yeah, definitely can't <laughs> do that. No late arrivals at Formula One. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I said, you know, last year I had some friends in Round Rock. They were going to Formula One. The race was at, what, two or whatever. They're like, yeah, we're going to pull out about 12. I'm like, 12 um, midnight the night before or what? No, leave noon. Leave at 8. Yeah, leave yeah. at 8. Yeah. No, we're leaving at noon. I'm like, well, you better find the radio broadcast because you ain't going to see the real thing. Yeah. Because by the time you get in, it's going to be time to leave. Hmm. Plan. Just like going to the Texas games. You got to plan. Got to plan. Got to have a plan together. A safe plan. A safe plan? A safe plan. Well, yeah. Always a safe plan. That's what it gets. Twenty twenty four is the safe plan season. That's right. That's right. You got you got a long time to figure out how to get to WEC because yeah. it's uh it's going to be a ways off. But uh, good stuff. Uh, Formula One. They'll be going at it. Somebody, please beat Max Verstappen. He needs to be beat. Um, even if it's Sergio Perez, I don't care. Yeah, somebody. well, the problem is, is that the 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 atmosphere is there and the hype is there. The competition just sucks. That's it. it it's an event. Yeah, it's an event. Everything's there, but the competition wise, and people still come in in just packs and packs and packs of people. They're going to pack all these places, but yet the 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 energy will be there. But the race itself is probably for at least for the lead for the win is going to suck. You know what I'd love to do? Th- this would be really cool. Get a get um, two hundred NASCAR fans together, put them in a room, and make them watch the Formula One race. Can't leave. I mean, you can go to the potty, but you can't leave. You can have beverages and just whatever, but you have to watch a Formula One race. Get their opinion and see what they think. Hmm. Interesting. How do you think that would go over? Guess it depends on they who don't, wins. They don't like the good racing that we have in NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be fun. Hmm. That could be a uh, clinical study 
possibly that clinical uh, study we could do we right here. Do uh, the, the new fan council. <laughs> Brand new fan, fan council, uh, council revved up ATX. No, maybe fan cancel would be better. Maybe. From time to time. Hey, coming up, we teased you there about IndyCar. We're going to break you down uh, already right there. See? See? Had no problems getting out for MotoGP all weekend long. They have got that. See? There you go. There it is. Progress. Progress, progress. Everybody always says, Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. That's past. Bad things happen. You fix them. Well, we got stuck in the mud for you know, five hours that time. It's happened. It's happened. It was fun. It was fun with all the different people Yeah, waiting in line with you. That's right. Yeah. Um, coming up, IndyCar, uh, we will talk about NASCAR because we do have a break, kind of reset and uh, get you ready for your playoff run. Uh, later in the show, places for races, pit stop, news and notes, all of that right here on Revved Up ATX on the Horn. We're live local digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Formula One to Canada. Ty Hindo. Dude. That's one of my bands right there, man. That's one of my bands. Oh, my God. Love Rush. Holy smoke. My first rock concert was Rush. Frank Irwin Center. Way back. Way back. When the drum was high tech. No, man, sounds sucked then, too. <laughs> uh, it was like, and it was never more evident than when you when you spend all of your childhood listening to that, to, to stuff like that. I mean, that that mastery from a three-piece, amazing, oh, here's spinning on myself, um, a three-piece band that, that did these amazing things, and then you hear it in there, and it's like, can we just play a record? Yeah. I mean, it was good. I mean, it was good. But that, that that was the one thing with 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 the drum, the super drum. Always lacked acoustics. It seemed like even when monster trucks were there, like they weren't very loud. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you. I, I know uh, our man Jamie Fraser was giving you a hard time here earlier about a upcoming concert that he. I still want to go. He's buying you a ticket. It sounds like I'd go. I mean, it's. I think it's on a Sunday. If the Guns N' Roses concert is on a Tuesday. Yeah. Then that means it's two days before the Guns N' Roses concert. I guess that means it's on it's on a Sunday night. That's right, Nickelback, and and think about it. I mean, you can win Chad Hastings tickets. He can't go. I, I don't know how. Why why is he not going? I I, I don't understand well, that. I guess you you can't win if you're part of the station. I guess. Well, but but, but you can buy your own he's, give, he's giving his way. So that's why I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Hornfm.com if you want to. That's gonna be a pretty big show right there. That's gonna be fun. Uh, that's gonna be a big draw. I never man. understood the whole hate for Nickelback. Uh, you know, I'm not the, uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it, it's it's so funny. It's one of those to where it's like, I don't understand it either. But the whole thing is, it's one of those things to where I can sit here and tell you, it's not that big a deal. I, I don't really care about them. But if it comes on, if it comes on the bat, I'll just say our station. If it comes on the bat, do we play that on the bat? I don't think so. Oh, okay. If it comes on some other channel, not in Austin. I'm probably going to leave it on. Yeah, well, it's like you don't understand the hate for Nickelback, just like you don't understand the hate between this weekend when NASCAR's off. You're not going to get a lot of NASCAR crossover to Formula One or IndyCar. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
Back to the text line, and this is a great point. Uh, I only wish that Circuit of the Americas would Circuit of the Americas would advertise the free racing that goes on uh, in early spring better. Um, Tran- prob- SCCA, Trans- yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of that is is because um, the marketing dollars aren't there to 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 push it out, and and that's probably where we need to do a better job of it uh, to to push that out. Yeah, the Hoosier Super. I mean, I mean that's a that's a great uh, yes. SCCA. You know, we talked to uh, to Michael a while back on here. Talking about uh, the times that he's been, he's been there. I mean, our friend Ethan Barker, uh, that races uh, tremendously, you know, different uh, forms of racing. He's a frequent uh, competitor there at Circuit of the Americas, and that's really the thing with Coda. There, there are so many things that go on there. To the texter's point, that that folks aren't aware of, and you can just m- most of the time you can probably stroll up in there on a random weekend, and you're going to see something going on on the track. Yeah, always something happening. I mean, the, the racing. You know, if there's not anything on the racetrack. Racetrack ain't making any money. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, there's got to be something going on, and uh, that that is a great point. I mean, if they did push that out, you know, I think it would be. I mean, there's a lot of motorcycle stuff there, and they do cool stuff. We talked about Coda karting. I mean, you can go, you can go ride your bike there. I mean, I know they have that like the bike night. Uh, our friend uh, 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 Simital. I mean, he goes out there, uh, Jason. I think they're out there at almost every bike night. Oh my goodness! Look, did you see that? What is this? Look at that! What is this in the studio? My goodness, we are graced by excellence right now with a mouthful for crying out loud. (laughs) Welcome to Revved Up ATX. I think for the first time, it is the man. I wouldn't call it excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Comes rolling in here. Oh man! I looked. I was like, well, that ain't tied. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? What happened? I'm just eating a Pete Terry's burger, listening to the best (laughs) racing show on earth. It's like he's got the five o'clock shadow going on too but that's not quite ty what's going on here man adam wagner in the house ladies and gentlemen of course you can always catch it awesome the best i'm serious the best damn show with a mouthful of food best damn show on earth wags is like this is the best racing show and the only one i've ever heard that's not true (laughs) i know i know i know just giving you hell man thank you buddy uh wagner wire Every Sunday, 9 to noon, presented by Audiovisual Consultations. You can uh, always check that out right there. And uh, Adam Wagner in the house. Um, Bobby NASCAR off, IndyCar. Here we go. Here's here's another weekend. And it's like me. Yes, kids involved. Great great stuff right there, man. Um, IndyCar. Brand new, freshly paved, four point whatever mile Road America. They're already blazing a trail at this place. They're they're speed records are going to be broken. Uh, road America is so cool because they go in with all of these. It seems like with all of these purpose built road courses have been reconfigured at some point. This one hasn't. It's the same thing it's been since the get go. But. I, I can tell you already, if Alex Pillow is having problems and he's just got a massive point lead right now, it's his to lose. But this this little storyline that happened about 45 minutes ago, dude, here you go. NBC, beat this one up because here you go. Here's here's some of the best stuff you're going to find in IndyCar in, uh, in a long time. Sure. Yeah, we'll get that. There it is. Breaking news sounder. I'm like, what? Who's that? If you missed it, in practice this morning, Road America, you have, I mean, just just pacing. Guys are pacing. Here, practice, yeah, just yeah, for practice. Just, just practice. Everybody out on the racetrack. Here is uh, Scott Dixon. We'll get this posted up uh, on the Horn Twitter feed. Um, Scott Dixon cruising along the highway. Here goes Roman Grosjean by. Here comes his teammate, Will Power. Just hooks it right to the left. Boom, both of them. Head on into the concrete retaining wall. No tire barriers, no safer barriers. Out of the race car. Will Power gets out of this thing, and he looked like Clint Boyer at Phoenix. Woo! 
He was hot. Man. I heard a fox in a forest fire. <laughs> and and as you said, Bobby, it, it, this is one thing if it's Roman Grosjean and either one of these guys. Or, uh, you know, Padua Ward and either one of these guys. These are guys that people know. Pillars. That's the difference. Pillars. These are, this is the equivalent of Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. I mean, these are two of the top stars in the NTT IndyCar Series ready to rip each other's throat out. Well, I don't think Scott Dixon was. I think he was afraid that his was going to get ripped out. But at least he took his helmet off. He did. Power did not take the helmet off. That's the golden rule. If you're going to fight somebody, That's right. wait for him to take the helmet off. But he did. <laughs> like the, the best part about it, and this is where, if you go back and watch a video, this is where you, you really see the anger right there. As Will Power walks by the car, he, like, kicks the tire. Yeah. Uh, Dixon's tire. That's great. It's like, oh, my God. Okay, so, so that, that's, yes. But that is the rule, um, youngsters. Uh, get that helmet off. Get that helmet off. You're going to, if you're going to, ideally, as we have always talked about it, when these guys get locked up like that, settle this thing however you're going to settle it. We're not condoning the, wh- anything. We're not condoning Bowman Gray type of violence. No, but. no that's ridiculous, and, and, and that's dangerous. And these things, I think this is where people don't realize when it's like, you know, with the hooking and everything in NASCAR, you know, so what? He hooked him and turned him into the wall. These are, in NASCAR's case, these are 37, 3,800-pound missiles that are death traps when put in those situations. You just cannot do that. And I know, well, we used to do this. Well, you know, that was a different time. That was a different time. That was a different time. Did I tell you? So this week I'm sitting at the house, and, you know, we talk about a lot of racing movies. You you know, we we always, you know, people always reference, you know, whether it's uh, Days of Thunder, Talladega Night, Six Pack, you know, whatever it was. I I had never seen... I had never seen the unedited version of Creased Lightning with really? Richard Pryor. No. I mean, the un- oh, well, unedited version. Unedited. Yeah. Unedited. Holy smoke. That right there is not for the weak or the timid. It's like. My goodness. They could never make that today. No. Yeah. No. Never make that today. No. That, that right there. Gentlemen, there's a lot of things that you can't no, make today. No, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. But but that right there, it's like, holy smoke. It was like uncomfortable. And and I'm sitting at home alone, and it's like, I wanted to go cover my dog's ears. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't, don't listen to this. Those words you can't say anymore. Yeah. I'm like, my goodness, that was a, that was a rough time. Um, but... Um, I'd recommend it, but uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, if, you're, it, if you're sensitive, <laughs> yes. know your audience. <laughs> if, if you're sensitive, do not uh, do not watch Grease Lightning. Catch it on you know one of those channels where they cut uh, cut a lot of the stuff out. Yeah, because uh, it, it would be better for you that way. Um, but but with these guys, um, and and they're firmly locked in the championship race. Uh, I, I say that, but. You come in, you know, back to IndyCar. It's Pelot with 273 points. Marcus Erickson, 222. That's a, that's a sizable gap, to say the least. Yeah, just Pelot's just been knocking him out. Um, very Scott Dixon-like with mm-hmm. his championship. Quietly, yeah. Quietly just dominating the points. Not so much dominating the series. Sure, he's got a win or two out there, but he hadn't been dominating. Yeah. But definitely, you know, he's just kind of Scott Dixoned him and, and just come through and just quietly – taken off and i think the problem is is still he's just not a superstar Mm-mm. 
He doesn't have, and, and nothing against him when I say he doesn't have that it factor. He, he's a great guy, great in interviews, great with sponsors, great for the series, but nobody knows who the hell he is. It's 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 the early versions of Jimmy Johnson. I mean, when, when Jimmy Johnson starts doing all of this, I mean, the only reason that people really knew Jimmy Johnson was the, the crash at wherever when he, you know, hits, no, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he hits the styrofoam. Jumps out of the car, you know, on the roof and all of that. I mean, that, that's what you knew of him because it was a, I mean, amazing off-road career. And kind of like Alex Pillow, but you know, coming to the NTT IndyCar Series, just a, just a resume that that is unrivaled uh, by a lot of folks. But it, and it's very quiet. It, you you said it, it, and it and it is methodical. I mean, it's like you look up; he's always there. You know, the the same way. I, I was watching some stuff during during the week. Um, some the other day when Ty came in with the Terry Labonte card, for some reason it had me looking for something, and I went back and I was watching Terry Labonte when he jumped in the the Hendrick number five. The, that early part of the 90s up until his run there when he started, you know, easing back a little bit. But every 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 highlight of every race that you watch from that era, it's like a six-year span in there. He's right there. Up front, top ten yeah. all the time. Yeah, and he may have won three times, but he's always right there. And you go back and you hear these guys talking about stories where it's like you hear Gordon telling stories and, and Dale Jarrett and all of these guys. And it's like, well, you know, that 95 battle with, with Labonte or, or, you know, obviously Terry is going to live in, in, in the glory forever with the two races with Earnhardt. And it, it's like all of these monumental races, there's Terry Labonte. And that's, you know, with Jimmy Johnson was different because he's winning all the championships where Terry only, if you want to say that one, two. But here's this guy, Polo. He's already won a championship. He's probably going to win another one back to back, and that's um, that's pretty damn astonishing in that series. Well, it's it, the the competition is still there. It's definitely got better competition in Formula One, uh, but the problem is it's just IndyCar. Just no one knows who they are. You you first couple of guys. I mean, you can think about a handful of guys. Like we can ask Wags. We go Wags. Name one IndyCar driver that you know off the top of your head. Cole Trickle. <laughs> See, I was waiting for MTJ. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you, but man, you can, but people can name NASCAR drivers off the top of their head because NASCAR drivers are everywhere. Right. That's the problem well, I mean, with IndyCar. Uh, I think like when you when you refer to Indy, like I, I don't really watch Indy, but I do watch like uh, F one though. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and, and that's it, it's a different it, it's a different tone. It's a different culture of racing. Totally. And that's where it, it's it's funny, Bobby, because you mentioned that you guys and about mentioning an IndyCar driver, but you can ask you can ask a, a, a Formula One fan. And they'll give you a, just like a random, you they'll know. They'll pick someone off a drive to survive. <laughs> right, right. And it's like I was I could not believe when when we did the event last year out at, um, uh, man, I don't remember where it was, where, where we had the remote control racing and all that. Alex Albin was coming out. And, dude, there were people wrapped around the block. And Alex Albin, great dude, great dude, drives for Williams. He's usually tenth to fifteenth, you know, or fifteenth to twentieth, right? You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt, dude. They were wrapped. It was like in a Target, Home Depot parking lot. They're wrapped around. They had to like stop the event. It's like Alex has to get back to Coda, and it's like, and these people knew about him all because of drive all because to of survive. drive to survive. It's like I, I was talking to this this one young lady walks up and she's like obsessed with. Can can you get me to the backstage? I'm like, there there is no stage. He's just going to be standing here, and it um it's unbelievable. And that's where you know we, we say Marcus Erickson, and somebody may say, oh, I remember it from Formula One. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roman Grosjean. Yeah, name me an IndyCar driver. Yeah, Roman Grosjean from Formula One yeah. races there. I guess it should be more name an IndyCar driver that wasn't in Formula One. Exactly. And and I think like to to me, obviously with these two guys that with Dixon and and, and Will Power, these are are guys that are I mean synonymous, you, you know, to race fans with IndyCar. But to me, Joseph Newgarden is the one with with Americans, you, you know, with American race fans being from North Carolina. Um, the guy fits the part. The guy could be a NASCAR driver. The guy looks like a NASCAR driver. Looks and sounds like a NASCAR driver. He looks and sounds like a Pinsky driver. He does. I mean, and he drives for Pinsky, but he fits that Pinsky mold perfectly. He does. He does. And he's starting the standings, but I truly believe with what with Road America, with the fresh pavement, and now with this battle that we have, the, the, here's the whole thing for these guys. Like you said, Bobby, early in the show, you got to get your backup car together. They ain't fixing those. No, they're toast. Those are wadded. They are done. So they're going to have to, but again, it's Pinsky. It's Pinsky and Ganassi. They got they're, plenty of stuff. They're, they're probably going to roll a car out that's probably going to be better than the first one. But you know what? They're, they're still, they're still going to be the intrigue throughout the weekend where it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, oh, if they get close, oh, it's going to be just messy television. Power and Dixon racing together. Absolutely, right there. That's IndyCar. We'll have details coming up for you in uh, Places for Races um, along with Pit Stop News and Notes. But next, before Pit Stop News and Notes, do want to touch on NASCAR, kind of get you ready for this final surge as we head to the playoffs. you got a lot of guys that need to get a win. you got a lot of guys that need to get a win. Uh, we'll break that down, kind of get you set for points as they will get back after it uh, next week in Nashville. This is Revved Up ATX on the Horn. It is 1049-1019 FM AM 1260. Streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Good right. That's good. good too right there, man. I love it. Ty's always on point with the music. I'll tell you, man. Always on spot. Revved up Excellent ATX job. number one. That's right. Showtime Bobby Chaffee, Ty Henderson, Adam Wagner momentarily, Rodney Rodriguez, all of you guys. As we get you set, heading up to high noon, it will be Real Life Real Talk with our man Tyler Campbell. That's coming up. It'll be your message. Uh, get you set for the week. Uh, get your... Help get your mind right, and uh, always listen to that right there because uh, Tyler's going to have something really good for you. Uh, the, the conversation is still rolling on about IndyCar. I mean, text line once again, and, and the, the uh, Unzer and Fittipaldi are mentioned right there, and that that in and of itself right there. Uh, I know with the Live Golf and the, and the PGA and everything that's been going on with that, uh, I heard Craig talking about it, uh, Craig Way, uh, where, where I text him and I was talking about the IndyCar split, and we've had great conversations on the show about that. But th- that's a great example right there with, with that split right there. There. That that was more in the days right there with, with those guys with with Bobby and Al Unzer even Al Junior um, and then Emerson Fittipaldi you know Mo of course a, a Formula One guy as well right there but the, the, those when the split happened and then I think it was like Mar- Michael Andretti comes along Mario was there Mario's kind of getting ready to to retire and and do whatever Michael's there and and it got to like when when Michael Andretti was kind of the one where it's like okay he's gone he's not driving anymore he moves to the ownership role. 
that's kind of where you had a new wave of people. And to me, that's where IndyCar, and, and not by of their own choosing or anything that they did, well, the split, the split uh, I think. The split made NASCAR number one. Right. Yeah. If there hadn't been that split, this is where we would have Joseph Newgarden, Alex Pol- All these guys, you would know them better than you know Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, all of these people, in my opinion. Well, I think if you think about some drivers that were in cart, A.J. Allmendinger, two-time champion in cart. Right. Tony he Stewart to, in yeah, IRL, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they were really good racers that were just involved with the split. I mean, no, so tell you, if that if USGP, that same weekend as Indianapolis 500 there at Michigan, mm-hmm. if they don't have that crash or that opening lap, does yeah. that... Does that change anything? You know that I I, I don't know that that three wide start at Michigan and it, they just ate it. Yeah, going into turn one. Yeah, and you you know when when it got to when that it came to a head to me when you had the best in open wheel IndyCar racing whatever you wanted to call wanted to call it couldn't compete at the Indy five hundred. Yeah, that that is a major problem right there. I mean you're messing with royalty there. I mean that's. That's, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's like saying the Green Bay Packers are getting a new stadium. You, you know, just yeah. kind of that, that whole lore right there. I mean, that, that was a mess. That was a me- that, They're lucky. Uh, I mean, and it took forever to figure it out. Uh, I mean. Same thing with sports car racing. I, I know. American Le Mans versus, uh, well, uh, what was it? Not it was IMSA now, yeah, but yeah. it was American Le Mans and 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 that's Bobby why I say that every, everybody that says there needs to be a rival league for NASCAR, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. We're watching it in short track racing right now. You've got two really good, what we call super late model divisions, competing for the same drivers, not really working together, and and it's a divide, and and it's messy. It's messy. It muddies up things. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, there's only so many racers to go around. Right, and and it's you know different supply and demand. Yeah, different locations. I mean, all of that. I mean, and it's when when you have when you have two organizations butting heads like that. You're not going to have one. You're not going to have one league racing in Austin and the other league racing in San Marcos to make it convenient for anybody. Yeah, they're no, going to be no, miles not, not apart. They're going to be miles apart. NASCAR off, but let's dive into that. Martin Truex Jr. has suddenly found himself on a roll, and he is in a really good spot right now. He is your regular season point leader, um, and and he's he's winning. He's winning a lot right now, and uh, which is Did really Wags, good. To see. Yeah, we we talked about MTJ after Wags. Yeah, leaves, huh? I know he took off, but. Uh, Anybody that that really that, that you look at when, when when we're thinking playoffs, that's in real big trouble. I mean, Chase Elliott, not obviously. Anybody yeah. not named Chase Elliott? Yeah. I would think somebody along the lines of maybe an Eric Amarola. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, when you think about somebody at the top ten, I would think even uh, Daniel Suarez, who's right there in that battle with A.J. Allmendinger for that last couple of transfer spots. It's it's tight from 17th to 21st. And, you know, we, we have been singing the praises of Trackhouse for a year and a half, but... Uh, this is a sophomore slump right now. Uh, and a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Dan, Daniel's team has not been, uh, you know, uh, it's been a few, four or five races where I thought he would win Coda. I, I seriously thought he would win Coda. Um, but And was just horrible there at uh, Sonoma. Yeah, it's just bad. And and with Ross, you know, I, I don't know how much of that is, you know, the, the conversation with Rick or, or Hendrick, uh, the conversation with Justin Marks. No, uh, they've been off. Trackhouse as a whole has been yeah, off. Yeah. But did you know this in the pecking order when they talked about everybody sharing data? It's Hendrick, Childress, and Trackhouse. Mm-hmm. Not Colleague, not anybody else. Mm-hmm. Trackhouse is now in the top three of the Chevy pecking order. That's right. And, you know, with Childress, um, you know, a lot of folks are like, oh, what a pleasant surprise. 
I'm not really surprised. That team won the eight car, won three races last year. Now Kyle Busch has won three races this year. That's not a shock. No, and it's like, you know, when when the 45 car, you know, he said, what is he? He's 13th in the playoffs. And, you know, when folks are like, boy, the 45, nice surprise. No, it ain't. You got a badass driver in that car. Yeah, I mean, he, he put the wood to him there. Uh, at Coda, I mean, it's yeah. have you noticed every time Truex wins, it's like a total dominating yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's uh, that's Furniture Row days right there. It sure is. That's Furniture Row. Uh, the, the, when he went three hundred ninety, when he led three ninety two of four hundred laps at the Coca Cola six hundred, no one cared. They were just happy yeah. for him. Yeah, this is a revitalized Martin Truex Jr. Definitely, lots of life changes for him. Hey, you know we talk about Garage Fifty Six all the time. That's right. Since uh, uh, since Le Mans, according to our buddy Adam Stern, who's been on this show before, NASCAR experience in the twenty four hours of Le Mans race has already sped up multiple negotiations for international expansion in just the last week. And there's even hope that it impressed prospective OEMs per sources that he has. That's huge. Mm. Garage Fifty Six, everything it needed to do. That um, that was the story of the weekend. I mean, it truly was. And there was one goal, and, you know, I, I have watched Twitter blow up. It's like, so what, a participation, participation trophy? Is that what Le Mans is now? No. No, you that don't was understand. all about exposure for NASCAR. Yes. That car, that whole thing was for one reason, finish. Not winning. And somebody said, well, why'd they get their own division? Well, did you see what, did you see that car? Yeah, the it only was, thing like it. Yeah, it was like that. It was like that. Uh, that video that we watch of Andy Reid out there at the pass pun and kick contest, where he's out there kicking, and it's all these little bitty squatty kids. And here's Andy Reid. That was that car at Le Mans. Yeah, big old bulky car. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and it, it, it. Oh man, that um, that that could be the moment. I mean, when you talk about moments that change motorsports, uh, I mean, could that be? It opened up a couple of great big doors for NASCAR. Here comes Honda. Ooh, man. Ooh, that'd be good. Boy, Honda and Toyota. Oh, my goodness. How would people react to that? Here here we come down to the finish of the Daytona 500. So-and-so and a Honda. So-and-so and a Toyota. The great American race. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> yeah. The backlash on that is bad enough with Toyota. You throw another oh. foreign manufacturer up in there. <laughs> Places for races, my Man, friend. for once, there is nothing today. Absolutely nothing. So go call Dad. Maybe have an early barbecue. Maybe have a, a beer or two with Dan. Uh, tomorrow, you got the Formula One pre-race at 11.30 to 1. The lights out for the Grand Prix, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. IndyCar at Road America, pre-race at noon. Racing at 1230. Uh, that's going to be at USA. The Formula One will be on Network ABC. Good stuff. Man, why are they head-to-head? Just don't get it. Uh, I guess you have to DVR one of them. Pick your poison. Check out your open-wheel racing. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. You guys, be good to your dad. They've taught you well. We're back next Saturday. It's Revved Up ATX on the Horn. <laughs>